The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for listening with us today. I'm so glad that you have joined us. Thank you for uh, liking us on our Spirit of Recovery Facebook page, and thank you for commenting there. It's great to see uh, that what we're doing is making a difference in your life. So I am so glad that you're participating, that you're listening to us here on Spirit of Recovery, and that you are visiting our Facebook page. And um, I want to also thank you very much for letting your friends, the people in your recovery community, the people in your unity community, and other spiritual communities know about us here on Spirit of Recovery, broadcasting on unityonlineradio.org. Every week we do talk about topics that are important to the recovery community. We always have guests who are down to earth, knowledgeable, and innovative. People who are either in recovery themselves or who, who work with or write for recovering people or people who are spiritual teachers and spiritual thinkers and who have a lot to offer to uh, folks in the recovering community about the spiritual journey. We're always bringing you practical information that you can use and lively discussions that get you thinking. You know that you can listen to us here uh, on Spirit of Recovery in a variety of ways. Um, You can obviously listen through your computer. You can listen through your smart device. You can listen live, and you can also listen on demand that our archives of the uh, current program are online by uh, 7 p.m. Central every evening, uh, the evening of the program, and then they stay on that uh, website on Unity Online Radio on the Spirit of Recovery page um, forever. And so you can access a lot of wonderful programs there. The Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, and so if you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of addi- addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone who has the disease of addiction and you're either in your own recovery or perhaps not, or whether your friend or family member is or isn't in recovery, or maybe you're just interested in the recovery process, just curious, want to learn a little bit more about it, or interested in spirituality in and of itself, uh, we're glad to have you listening with us and so glad that you're a part of the Spirit of Recovery community, and we welcome you and your participation in our discussions. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister and an Addictions Counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction, and 33 years ago, those relationships got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development, and my walk continues today to be an integration of the unity principles and recovery principles, and that keeps transforming my life in ever richer and deeper and more wonderful ways. So I am delighted and grateful to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and also to hear what you're experiencing in your own spirituality and recovery walk. So today um, we have a wonderful guest as usual, and uh, he's going to be talking with us about spirituality alive and what is spirituality anyway. My guest is Rudy England, and Rudy is the chief clerk and general counsel 
of the Texas House Committee on Investments and Financial Services. And uh, unit, uh, Rudy has also been a business trial attorney, a political campaign manager, a political media and campaign strategist, a radio station manager, and a church minister. So uh, he is an accomplished writer, speaker, and teacher, and uh, he is very active in law and politics and teaching, writing, and speaking about spirituality, religion, ethics, and legislation. And you can um, learn more about Rudy, and you can also see what he has to say uh, on spirituality on his award-winning monthly e-blog, and that will be found at www.rudyengland.com. Dot com. So today, Rudy's going to be sharing with us uh, his ideas about spirituality. He's going to be uh, talking to us about how he sees it um, as an inside job and the opportunity to engage our true self. So, Rudy, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thanks, Anna. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and uh, visit with you guys. Great. Glad you're here. And uh, certainly uh, spirituality and spiritual growth and development is a really key element of recovery. And it's uh, that idea of ongoing spiritual development is, is so important. And people in recovery uh, generally find themselves uh, really taking a, a very close look at spirituality and often revamping ideas that uh, they may have grown up with or, or whatever. So I, uh, I know that we're going to really enjoy all that you have to share because you're certainly someone who thinks deeply um, about what spirituality really is. So tell us about your blog. I know, when did you start it and why did you start your monthly e-blog? Well, Anna, that's kind of an interesting question, actually. When you invited me to become a guest on the program today, I went back and uh, I jokingly told you I was going to read up on myself, and uh, that's what I did. I actually went back to the beginning of my blog and uh, realized that I have been doing this now for four years, mm-hmm. and I send out a blog about once a month and uh, have pretty much consistently done that through the last four years. Truthfully, it's evolved some over the time, and I don't even really honestly remember exactly why it was I decided to start it in the first place other than I just knew that I had ideas that I wanted to share and that I wanted to get them out uh, into the public. It felt important to me to try to to get the ideas about spirituality and behind spirituality uh, out into sort of the mainstream general public. Um, as you know, I was at one time a minister of a couple of churches, a couple of unity churches, and uh, after I stopped doing that and sort of went back to just what I had done before in some ways, practicing law, engaged in the business community and that sort of thing, um, it just felt important to me to to bring spirituality and ideas about spirituality to real life, so to speak. And I began by doing that, and as I got more involved in politics here in Texas, I, I wound up using my blog for a short period of time to uh, promote ideas about politics. And I actually personally think spirituality and politics and everything we do in all of life are integrally related. Um, Eventually, though, I went back to doing um, just pretty much pure spirituality starting in about, oh, uh, January of 2011. So for the last three years, at least, I've uh, concentrated on spiritual matters almost exclusively in my blog. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's really interesting what you said, Rudy, about when you got back out and very active in uh, practicing law and in politics and uh, that that you found that you, you see that those that spirituality is really integrated with all that. What have you found happening in the world when when you're when you we're no longer actively uh, wearing that minister hat, or at least as a profession, though I know that's still a very important part of your life. What were you seeing happening um, just sort of out in the world as, you're, as you were working in terms of spirituality? What kind of things are people thinking when they didn't know you are a minister? So they're going to be more frank. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I can really answer that question. Um, uh-huh. I... 
I think, you know, a lot of people are interested in spirituality. And uh, one of the things that people are sort of becoming more aware of over the last year or so is just how many people in the United States generally are identifying themselves as spiritual but not religious. And so uh, especially recently I've done a lot of writing on that particular area and uh, trying to define and, and describe what exactly is spiritual but not religious. And actually, I think you can even shorten that to what is really spirituality, um, because I think people who identify themselves as spiritual but not religious oftentimes uh, are talking about different things. You know, the word spirituality itself is sort of an amorphous, kind of almost ambiguous term in the sense that uh, depending on who you're talking to, they may very well mean something very different than what you mean. And uh, my blogs, uh, I've finally gotten to the place where I actually talk about what I call authentic spirituality, uh, and that's what I think spirituality is. So to me, it's not necessarily what everybody else, when they talk about that term and when they hear that word, are, are thinking about. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, In gen- this is an impossible question, but in general, what do you think people mean uh, when they say that? Again, it is, as you say, very popular now to say I'm spiritual but not religious in general. And then, of course, I want to hear what, what you're saying about that. But what do you think they mean? Well, I, you know, I think, they're, they, I think they mean different things. Uh, again, I think that term spirituality means different things to different people. And so, uh, you know, the cynical side of me wants to think sometimes that people who say they're spiritual but not religious just don't want you to ask them if they go to church, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to have to go to church. Don't ask me anything else. It's sort of a putting off kind of uh, response for some people, I think. It's like a way of avoiding the question of who are you? Are you a Christian? Are you a, a Jewish or Hindu or whatever? Um, instead, they just want to say, well, I'm, um, I, I believe in God or uh, I'm spiritual, but I, I don't go to church. And, and it's, it's also a way of avoiding, uh, you know, getting beat over the head with uh, somebody's religion sometimes. Um, so I, I really think there's no way to know for sure what people are talking about when they say, I'm spiritual but not religious, unless you really engage that particular individual and find out what they meant. Right. Yep, that makes sense. It, I'm, it's interesting what you say about it. In a way, it may be, at least for some people, it might sort of be, just be a cover in a sense of, of, you know, I don't want to talk about religion or whatever. I'd, I'd never thought about it like that, but that, but that makes that makes a lot of sense, for, at least for some people, not everybody. Of course, yeah, and I, I think you know, um, spirituality itself is is much deeper than um, than just saying I believe in God and and going on about your business. Or you know, uh, the one thing that I think people pretty much across the board, um, if, if it seems like to me when they when they talk about spirituality, they they leave out the, what I consider to be the most important point. Uh, one of the things that uh, this won't even describe what or define spirituality in a way, but um, but I want to just highlight the fact that engaged spirituality requires transformation. And to me, if I have if I can only use one word, and it's not the definition of spirituality, but the one word that's the most important thing about spirituality, at least from my perspective, is transformation. Because mm. spirituality is a process that requires us to continually be in a, in, in a state of self-examination and adjustment and change. And uh, all too often, I'm afraid, people who say they're spiritual leave out that part it's a way of, of not having to change rather than a way of engaging change consciously and making conscious decisions about becoming uh, more authentic, more whole, um, more enlightened, you might even say. Mm-hmm. So you, I know that um, one thing that, that you've uh, heard from people 
about spirituality is it is kind of different from that that they'll identify well spiritualities about um you know having feelings of joy or spiritualities about uh praying every day so what do yeah, you think that is is that spirituality or not well I, so i think that uh, there are things that I would call spiritual practices, um, and spiritual practices might be um, reading scripture, might be praying, might be meditating, might be using affirmations, might be yoga. Um, you know, there are a lot of things you can do that are spiritual practices. Um, in fact, you know, you asked me about my blog earlier. I, for me, writing my blog is a spiritual practice. Journaling is a spiritual practice. Um, but that's not what I call spirituality. Spirituality is, again, it's about uh, learning and identifying with our true nature, becoming whole, becoming more complete. Um, spiritual practices are a way of getting there. And then in terms of things like joy and happiness and peace, those are all potentially, at least, byproducts of spiritual practices, of, of, of byproducts of engaging the practice of spirituality, uh, the process of spirituality. Um, but they're not uh, necessarily, you know, the end result of being spiritual. That they're worthy goals, I think, in a way. But as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, just a few minutes ago, to me, spirituality is about transformation. Well, transformation is change, and 95% or more of people are not real keen on change. So happiness and joy and peace, uh, they may come eventually, but uh, change is something you've got to become comfortable with before you're going to get there because that's inherent uh, change and transformation are inherent in spirituality, at least as I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, that really uh, speaks to me because I, yeah, I, what you're saying is that I think is that spirituality is not all, always so pleasant. Yeah, it's not pleasant a lot of the time. Uh, at least it hasn't been for me. Um, you know, when you, I, I couldn't help but kind of laugh when you were giving my biography at the beginning because as people who would listen would go, what, what's up with that guy? He, he's, he, he's already had like nine lives. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that's part of my uh, spiritual process is – the is changing and i you know sometimes those changes are because i want them sometimes those changes are because i've decided to to do something different but that's not often the case uh quite often you know the change just comes and it's not always something i wanted um what i've learned is how to how to deal with those changes and how to use those changes for my own spiritual growth. And, right. uh, you know, that's, uh, that's not, again, not about joy and peace and happiness all the time. Um, it, it's more about learning to be comfortable riding the roller coaster, you know. Uh, and and the roller coaster is, uh, is not a bad metaphor for that sometimes. Sometimes you're working real hard to get up the hill. Sometimes you're uh, yelling whee and excited when you're riding down on the other side and sometimes you're getting thrown around pretty hard in that roller coaster right hold on to that it's time for a break but we'll be back and hear more about the uh, roller coaster of spirituality my guest is rudy england we're talking about spirituality alive and uh, stay with us we'll be right back here on spirit of recovery Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support.
Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? Did you get another rejection letter, pink slip, foreclosure notice, or go on yet another bad date? Does it seem like the older you get, the more hopeless life seems? Are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer? Then join us for Design Your Life, a talk show by Kevin Cottrell Ross, the coach's coach. Go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Cottrell-Ross, the coach's coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. And today, if you're just joining us, our topic is Spirituality Alive. And my guest is Rudy England. Rudy is an attorney and an ordained minister, and he actively participates in law and politics, teaching, writing, and speaking about spirituality, religion, ethics, and legislation. And uh, he is an attorney um, with... The Texas Legislature. He um, uh, is talking with us today about the concept of what really is authentic spirituality and uh, what does it uh, take to really live that authentic spiritual life. And uh, he's uh, sharing with us that it maybe uh, probably does uh, invite us to be willing to change. And so before I get back to my conversation with Rudy, I invite you to share with me a brief moment of uh, meditation in the Serenity Minute. So I invite you to take a breath, to be aware of your breath, to allow yourself to relax, to be aware of the peacefulness that is who you are from the top of your head to the tips of your toes. And share with me this constructive idea. I am willing to let go of old ideas about who I am and get to know my true self. I am willing to let go of old ideas about who I am and I'm willing to get to know my true self. We take just a moment in the quiet Thank you, friend, for joining me in the Serenity Minute, and I do trust that it was an opportunity for just a brief moment to open up and let go and feel that contact with uh, the higher power of your understanding and that experience of that deep essence that is who you are. So now I'm back to my conversation with my guest, Rudy England, and we're talking about spirituality alive. 
So, Rudy, before the break, you were uh, talking about um, the idea of change and how change is a really essential part of, of spirituality. Um, and you were saying, you know, how some, some changes have come in life because you chose them consciously, you wanted them, others seem like they happened, but it's changed nonetheless. And in that process, um, I would guess that you have come to know more about your authentic self. Uh, what's it been like to make changes in your outer in your outer identity, so to speak? Well, you know, again, sometimes there are things I wanted. Those are pretty easy usually, although even then sometimes, you know, change in circumstances and things, even if you want them, are not always easy. Uh, the thing that I think I've finally come to the conclusion about uh, when it comes to change is that um, one of the one of the spiritual principles, I suppose we might say, uh, that I've learned to use is that I make all meaning. I mean, whatever something means is it's it's me that makes it mean something. Um, I I don't think that the and this may be somewhat controversial with some people, but I don't think the universe has some sort of inherent meaning. I think we as uh, human beings have sort of the opportunity to make meaning and to decide what things mean. And so when change comes for me, um, I decide what that change is going to mean for me. Um, I haven't always done that. Um, that's what makes change hard a lot of times is because we think it's hard, but we've decided it's going to be hard. Uh, we've decided we didn't want that change, and so it feels hard, all those kinds of things. But if instead we uh, look at a change as something that um, gives us an opportunity to learn, even if it's not something we asked for, even if it's not something we wanted to happen, um, and we look at it, like I was talking about before about the roller coaster. Okay, well now I gotta now I gotta bear down a little bit while I'm cranking up this hill again, right? But on the other side of this hill, I'm gonna have a big wee again, right? Um, and I may get rocked around a little bit during the process, but um, I can choose instead of being sad or upset or angry to be excited, uh, sort of anticipating what's next. Uh, what might come, what what might be uh, a possibility down the line that could be better. I might wind up uh, in a better circumstance than I was in before um, if I just hang out for a little while and, and go with the flow, sort of, as it were. And one of the things that I can say that's true for my life is that I've found a way to get to that place uh, where I am happier, more comfortable, um, and I can look back on the places where I was before. I'm not saying I wouldn't have wanted to stay there or that I asked for, wanted that change that I had to go through. But usually on the other side of it, I can find something positive about the change that I made, the, the good thing that resulted from what happened, uh, even though it wasn't what I wanted. Right. One of the things that you write about um, in your blog is the idea that uh, authentic spirituality has to do with finding uh, life with a capital L or the I am uh, in all caps. And that reminds me of, of what you're saying is that because you are willing to uh, find the excitement and find the possibility and change it somehow now you're you're finding life that's that's still continuing even when the outer things fall away. Talk some more about that. What's what do you mean by life with the capital L or the I am and how you know, how does that go forward? Sure. Um, well, one of the things that I think if uh, for you know people who come from a Christian background at least, uh, Jesus said, "I came that you might have life, and you might have life more abundantly." Well, I don't think that was about, you know, prosperity, and I don't think that was about stuff, uh, accumulating more property and more things like that. I think that sort of ignores a lot of the other sayings of Jesus in the Gospels, if you think of it like that. Um, I have sort of a, a my own uh, negative reaction to what I call prosperity merchants that want to talk about, 
you know, this uh, abundance that we're we're going to be promised if we engage uh, spiritual practice. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think the abundant life Jesus was talking about was uh, an ability to experience what I call full spectrum life. Everything from the highs, the highest highs to the lowest lows. Um, most of us want to kind of hang out in the middle in the modulated ground where we don't really have high highs and low lows. Uh, but the problem is, if you cut off the low lows, you cut off the high highs too, and and uh, so full spectrum life requires us to be comfortable with all of that stuff, uh, regardless of whether it goes low or high. And um, and what I believe um, in my religious language, um, the Christ in us that we talk about in unity uh, that essential self the the true self as it were when we can when we can become comfortable with that place that we're that uh and that 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 Christ is us then we can uh we can go to the high highs and the low lows because we know we're more than just this body we know that um that there's something more that's going to continue on and we don't have to worry so much about um our our uh, physical well-being uh, all the time, uh, or our mortality. And I'm not saying we don't worry about those or we take those for granted or don't take care of our bodies. And I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying we can we can uh, just become more comfortable with the fact that we are mortal and we are going to die. But in in the process, in the meantime, we get to experience this full spectrum of life, ultimate joy, the lowest lows. And when we can really tune in with our true self, then that allows us to to go through those changes and experience all of those varied emotions in a way that I think is much more difficult if if we're just concentrating on sort of like grabbing hold and hanging on to whatever uh, is making us comfortable in the moment. Right. Um, it almost sounds like you're you're saying that. Uh, Spirituality is is really more about uh, living your life than it is about feeling better. I don't absolutely. know how would you react to that? Absolutely, it's about living your life. You know, for me, spirituality is about this life. It's not about worrying about whether we're going to heaven or hell. It's not about some afterlife process. Spirituality is about life now in this world. And experiencing the abundant life that, again, Jesus was talking about, I believe, when he said, I came that you might have abundant life. And when, when, when he says, I came that you might have abundant life, the I that comes is in you. It's, it's that what I call the least common denominator of the universe that's everywhere present. You can call it God if you want to. You can call it spirit if you want to. Um, you know, in in science, all the time we we continue to hear about how uh, there's something smaller than the thing we thought was smallest of all before. Well, whatever that is, and I don't really think it matters what you call it, um, energy, consciousness, uh, whatever that is, that's the I that comes that gives you the ability to experience an abundant life. Um, You know when you when you talk about that and and you you bring up Jesus in this, you know it's like what you, it's obviously you have a, a different interpretation than a traditional Christian interpretation of Jesus and and uh, I'm assuming pretty similar to what anyway the Unity founders the Charles and Myrtle Fillmore would say and some of those other books, but you're you're talking about. I think, you know, what I'm seeing is you're saying that Jesus was not saying to focus on him or put him up on a pedestal or think somehow he he was some something outside yourself that was going to make everything better or, or something. How are you interpreting Jesus? Well, uh, I think this, the easiest way to describe how I see Jesus is um, as an archetype. Uh, Jesus is the archetype for the the fully divine, fully human human being. 
um, it, you know, in unity, oftentimes you'll hear people say, Jesus wasn't the great uh, exception. He was the great example. And um, and I think that that's the case. I mean, I think Jesus is, um, again, fully God and fully human. He's the archetype or the model, we might say, um, that is there for all of us. Um, and we're just in the process, our, our, this spiritual process of learning how to be fully God and fully human, uh, which is, you know, and that's why we choose sometimes Jesus as a model for uh, engaging the spiritual process and uh, following Jesus as uh, we read about him in the Gospels and in the Bible. Right. What is something that, that stands out for you in, uh, you know, what we know of him from the Gospels and people's responses to him and so forth in that day and age uh, that you see as, as him exhibiting this fully human, fully divine quality? Well, um, that's a tough question, um, at least off the top of my head. Uh, let me just say this. The the thing that I think uh, we get caught up in in the gospel sometimes is that um, is the Jesus was this perfect person who you know never sinned and who came to save us and uh, sacrificed himself for us. I, that's not the way I interpret Jesus or the gospels. Um, when we talk about Jesus, uh, I think it's important to recognize that even in the Bible itself, even within the Gospels themselves, there are there are what I call different Jesuses, depending on which book you're reading, and I think everybody pretty much recognizes that. In the Gospel of John, in particular, you have more of a mystical kind of Jesus, the kind of Jesus that I'm talking about when I say, um, you know, the I that is in me um, is is this I that came to give us an abundant life. When uh, Jesus says, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no man comes to the Father but by me, he wasn't saying uh, it was only through him, Jesus. He was saying it was through the I am that was expressing as him. And every one of us has that I am within us. That's what we came to express. That's God or that least common denominator, the consciousness, whatever it is that you want to call it, is expressing through us, and it's through that that um, uh, that's that that Jesus was talking about when he said, "No one comes to the Father but by me." Nobody comes to God, or whatever you want to call that, um, except through um, the piece of ourselves that is the I Am, that least common denominator, Spirit, Christ within us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. It seems like obviously we're in a, a time in our, uh, at least in the Western world. I don't know. I can't speak beyond that a whole with any great uh, uh, information where people are breaking out of of a, a lot of religion and religious interpretations of things. Um, what you just said, of course, is a, is a good example of that. Um, so, what do you see as the relationship between authentic spirituality and true religion are they opposite like can people be spiritual and still be part of a a religious community or not are they just contradictory well i let me just say first of all that i have to confess i'm not a like a religious history scholar but my sense is uh, when you study religion that almost all the major religions at least uh, at their foundation they're built around someone's experience of oneness, of spirituality, of their oneness with um, all that is, their oneness with God, if you want to use that word again, or the universe. Um, And so what I see religions as uh, are sort of manuals, instruction manuals, maybe you might say, or um, maps that we can use to engage a spiritual process. Uh, they are uh, built around, religions are built around the spiritual experiences of other people. 
in the Old Testament, you know, Abraham got a call to go to the to uh, to the land of Canaan, and uh, and uh, Moses had his experience at the burning bush. Um, Jesus had his own experience uh, when he was baptized, um, and when he was in the wilderness. So all of the world's religions, pretty much, at least the ones that I'm familiar with, are built around spiritual experiences. But they're not like you have to follow this way. Uh, they're not, uh, at least true religion in my book, is about bringing people together and recognizing our oneness. And whereas in the past, it was easy for that to be sort of tribal in nature and to be concentrated in one particular geographic area, now that the world is so integrated with the Internet and things like that, people all around the world can hear this uh, broadcast right now if they have access to the Internet. Well, true religion, in my book, recognizes oneness and brings us all together. And that's what spirituality says uh, ultimately is that we are all one and that that I am that's in every one of us um, is 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 it's in you it's in me it doesn't matter where you are it doesn't matter what your religion is that's that's oneness that's spirituality and religions that recognize that uh, hold the manuals and maps that help us to find that for ourselves right Wonderful. Uh, hold on to that. It's time for our break. Listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back. My guest is Rudy England. Our topic is Spirituality Alive. We'll be right back here on Spirit of Recovery. Stay with us. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. My mind and body are in an ongoing conversation. My body responds to my thoughts, and my mind continually receives messages from my body, especially when something is out of order. However, I am more than mind and body. I am created in the image and likeness of God. I am first and foremost spirit. As I bring my spiritual awareness into the conversation between mind and body, I keep myself in balance. I know my body and its needs. I nurture it with food and water, rest and exercise. I also send an affirmation of life and renewal to every cell of my being. With spirit-centered thoughts, words, and actions, I claim my true identity as a whole and healthy expression of God, mind, body, and spirit. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, Go to www.dailyword.com. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you. Each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music speaks louder than words when you You're listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. I'm very glad that you're listening with us today. If you're just joining us, our topic is Spirituality Alive. And we're talking about what is authentic spirituality. That's a a topic that really is at the top of the list for uh, those of us in recovery because it's really about spiritual development. 
My guest today is Rudy England, and Rudy is an attorney and ordained minister, and he participates in law, politics, teaching, writing, and speaking about spirituality, religion, ethics, and legislation. And he has an award-winning monthly e-blog on spirituality, and you can find that at RudyEngland.com. And I think uh, it's it's a lot of fun. He has lots of interesting ideas on there, and um, uh, it's it's great to read that and see what see what he's been thinking about. So, um, Rudy, before the break, we were talking about uh, religion and spirituality and how those may or may not be connected. And um, you were talking about the universal I am, that presence that's in all of us and that's the same and that connects us. So that leads me to want to know, how do you find that? How do you find that true essence, that I am, that's the great connector? Well, um before I answer that, let me just say this. Um, on my uh, website, people can sign up to get the e-blog because I send it out by email actually every month, and uh, I don't overwhelm anybody. You don't get anything else, and I don't share your email address. You get my blog once a month, and you can sign up at my website if you if you do that, no charge. So I'm not making any money off this. It's just you know an opportunity to share ideas, and I welcome feedback from those too, by the way. Um, but to, to answer your question, um, you know, my own definition of authentic spirituality says that you are whatever is the least common denominator in the makeup of the universe. Again, it doesn't matter what you call it, God, energy, consciousness, whatever. That's what you are. And spiritual practice, uh, the process of spirituality, is learning how to make that your identity instead of your body instead of your brain, it's learning how to make that essence your identity. That's what authentic spirituality is about in my book. And the way I answer, uh, I, I came up with like three questions to ask myself about what it is that, uh, that I'm here to be. Like what is it that spirituality, uh, that true essence of me, is is trying to accomplish through Rudy England. Um, so, you know, I would just say I have three questions that, that you ought to ask yourself. How can my personal self-awareness, well, that's the thing that makes us humans somewhat unique, we have self-awareness, and how can that uh, serve the evolutionary purpose of the universe in me? How can my own self-awareness serve the evolutionary purpose of the universe. The second question is, what is the evolutionary purpose of the universe seeking to bring into expression through me? It's just a different way of sort of asking the same question, but we know that the universe is constantly evolving, and you know, so, so if the universe is constantly evolving and it has evolved into you, What's the universe trying to do through you, and how can you serve that? So the third question then is, what evolutionary purpose am I uniquely suited to bring into existence? Chances are there's something about you, something about your situation or circumstances even, that, uh, that gives you unique opportunities to bring something into the world that wouldn't otherwise be here. Um, I, there's this one book by Parker Palmer uh, called Let Your Life Speak. And I love that book. But first two or three times I read it, I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, but, but I've come to see that learning to let your life speak as being about those three questions I asked, what evolutionary purpose am I uniquely suited to bring into existence being the third one. And, and when, you, when you identify with the essence of the universe – right? That's everything. That includes your circumstances. That includes your life experiences and your life circumstances. So given that, that you are here and that the, the universe has evolved into you and your present circumstances, what, what is the universe trying to accomplish? What, what is the evolutionary purpose that you can serve given that that's what's happened? Wow, those are powerful questions, and they uh, really create 
uh, an innate uh, experience of unshakable self-worth and, and value of your life. Yeah, I mean, really, that's – when you recognize I, – I, in one of my blogs uh, several months ago, uh, I, I said, you know, the universe we, – we talk about the Big Bang. The universe has exploded into you. When the Big Bang happened, it, it, it exploded, and it has exploded into you. You are the result of the Big Bang. Hmm. You, whatever that is, again, you can call it God, whatever you want to call it, but you are the evolutionary purpose of the universe at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm going to ask you this. What would you say your purpose is in the evolution of the universe? You weren't supposed to ask that question, Anna. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's for me to be on this program with you, sharing these thoughts and ideas with everybody who's listening online and who will listen online after this. That's what it is. Yeah, that's true, because it is whatever it is in the moment, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the end result. Yeah, um, those ideas really are very powerful because um, they – I know one thing that you've written about is the idea, you know, the, the idea from Shakespeare that we're all players on a stage. In that stage world, our importance and our worth comes from where, you know, our status, so to speak, and measured in many ways. But what you're saying is really completely uh, paradoxical, that our worth has nothing to do with our outer status. Yeah, no, your 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 worth is entirely the product of the fact that you're here. You are inherently worthy as a result of the fact that you're here. Um, and, and you know, the, the situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in sometimes are uh, not in our control. And uh, we can't find our worth in those things. Otherwise, uh, our worth is ephemeral. It, it can go away at any point in time. But... Um, if we can identify uh, with and and just remind ourselves over and over again that the you know the universe has exploded into you, it has evolved into you, and and whatever the circumstances and the situations are that you find yourself in, what are you uniquely suited to bring to that space, and what can you do to help serve the evolutionary progress of the universe. You're a fan of the gospel, according to John Cougar Mellencamp. What does he have to say to us about spirituality? Well, uh, well, he said he actually has a lot to say about it. First thing he'd tell you is, "Don't call him John Cougar anymore." But, okay. uh, that was a stage name that he didn't want. Uh, I see. But he took on for a while. But yeah, I'm a huge John Mellencamp fan, and 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 he uh, is a very spiritual guy in his own right. Uh, one of the things that I used uh, in my blog recently was a quote that says, like a wheel inside a wheel, it turns on you. And that's that evolutionary process that I'm talking about. Um, every time, er, every moment, the universe has evolved just a little bit further. And so that, uh, like you were saying, Anna, uh, the purpose that you're to serve is in this moment. It's whatever's going on right now. And and so that's the other reason that spirituality is a continuing process, a continuing – you get a continuing feedback loop. Uh, one of the uh, – John Mellencamp's songs, uh, he, he, he just says, it's like a wheel in a wheel. It turns on you. And that's my experience of spirituality and the universe. It all turns on you. Mm-hmm. So – what would you? What would be a, a, a word of wisdom that you would offer to people here in just our last uh, moment on the program about if they want to uh, find in a deeper way their authentic spiritual self? Uh, what would be something that's important for them to to take away from our conversation today? Well, uh, I think it's just important to go back to understanding what spirituality really is. And what spirituality isn't. Um, spirituality 
It's about exploring and uncovering and reclaiming and integrating that deepest part of yourself. It's about becoming whole. It's about becoming enlightened. It's about being willing to change and to engage that process of transformation and change uh, as best we can in a conscious way, uh, recognizing again, like I talked about earlier, that we're the ones that get to decide the meaning of things. We get to decide is this good or bad. It may feel bad, but it might not be bad. We get to decide those things, and and we can choose to make them positive if we want to. That doesn't mean that, you know, if you get your arm cut off, that that's a positive thing, but we can choose how to look at those things. Uh, spirituality is really the process about learning, uh, of learning about and identifying with our true nature. And that's why it never stops again, because, because the universe is constantly evolving, and we're part of that. Um, the, the thing that, um, you know, I, I think we have to say spirituality is not about being religious, Religions are okay. They they have their containers in in uh, a way to allow us and give us maps and instructions on how to engage that spiritual process. But but spirituality itself is not about being religious, and it's not about being right, and it's not about being successful, and it's not about more money or more wealth. It's not even about being more spiritual. It's just about learning that practices and the behaviors that help you to realize your own wholeness and to be like the Buddha talked about, right? I'm not, it's that I'm being enlightened. I'm, I'm awake. That's what spirituality is. It's learning to be awake, engaging reality as it really is and, and, and seeing through uh, the, the illusions uh, of th- that we're constantly faced with about what we think is real. And I get all confused. You know, the, those terms, illusion and, and reality, right. can get kind of confusing. But Right. It's unfortunate. It's time, it's time to uh, uh, be at our close here. But, Rudy, I want to thank you so much for being uh, my guest today here on Spirit of Recovery. I just have enjoyed all that you've had to say, and, I, and you sure shared some important wisdom and depth uh, today. Thank you for being my guest. My pleasure, Anna. Thanks for having me. Great. And listeners, uh, have a wonderful week, and we'll be back next week here on Spirit of Recovery. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. for deeper spiritual breakthroughs. Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? 
Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. <laughs> 